We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, my talkers, it is 3 o'clock on a hump day. Wednesday, September 7th, we are back in studio here at My Talk 1071, hanging out with Julia. And we have a special guest host with us today, Stephanie Hansen, one of our own from the Weekly Dish. And we're about to have some fun, guys. How is it going? It oh, is going, it is going good. was telling Julia. Yeah? It is harvest season oh, over at the Weekly we, Dish. And we boy... I did bring some green salsa for yes, you, Julia. Yes, it's in the other room. Thank Grant, you so much. You can pick. I've got about 52,000 things that I pickled this weekend and Love canned. Love it. Love it. How do you do? I mean, do you like lose interest? I mean, so I would be like, I can just see myself halfway through this exciting day of canning and all of a sudden say, I don't want to do this anymore. It is kind of like that. It's That's not the I first do. day. It's about the fourth. Okay. And then you're still like, I brought home an entire box big box right green tomatoes still because it's cold up there right and then like a half a box of red so i'm gonna try to get the green ones to go but i might have to make more green salsa i don't know how many freezers do you have at this point because i know (laughs) (laughs) i've known you for a very long time and i'm just thinking all i wanted for christmas was one freezer a chest freezer for the longest time i feel like you've moved up to two i have two yeah i have two but when you can things in the kitchen Yes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when you can things, you can just put them on a shelf. But I even like because I worked all this. We brought everything home today, and I was unpacking, and I had like literally two giant boxes full of tomatoes, and then two giant boxes full of cans of things. And Kurt goes, "Well, uh, where do you want me to put all the canned stuff?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just put it in the basement right. for now." Just leave it to Because oh we gosh. only are cooking for two people. So right. I but think I, you are so prepared, though, for the apocalypse. Oh, really, yeah. She's had soup <laughs> ready for years. Oh, I mean, yeah. she's been prepared. I just kind of, I envy that in a way because, like, I am down to the bare bones of nothing. <laughs> that and we cleaned out the refrigerator for the wedding. Feels great. It, to start it, over? It's starting Get over. Get rid of all the dribs and drabs? all of it. Now, does Jeff have, like, dribs things that only, like, does he, like, pickle relish and you don't? Like, do you even know each other's, like, food preferences yet? We, you know, that's so cute. First of all, he's so cute. I what feel like What day like am I on, like, cute. day 19 or something about me and Mary? I think you're on. You're what? a newlywed. He yeah. can be cute for at least a uh, year. No, but we talked about this yesterday with Brittany, and she said when you call someone a cutie, it's I don't know what, but I he's he's darling. I, I mean, think you're going to really, be eighty and calling him. Yeah, a cutie. I know. So he um well Aww. we're selling his place in Forest Lake. I okay. mean that's the, the mission right now, which is a big task. And um, but his food preferences I do know for the most part he likes everything. 
He's uh-huh. an ice cream aficionado. Well, that's perfect like me. for you. Oh, yeah. There's one thing he doesn't like as much as me: goat cheese. Oh, mm. I love like goat, goat cheese. cheese. I do too, mm. and it doesn't spoil, so yep. that can last a long time in the refrigerator. <laughs> I notice. I think I have some from June. Um, but he is, he's so easy. Does he's he easy. eat beans and corn from a can with a spoon like you do? No, he won't. Oh, he that. likes, he, he wants to pour it into a bowl. Yes. And I taught him how to eat ice cream with a fork Oh, and he never knew about that before. Okay. That's it. The best way it is because if you eat from a pint when it's really cold and you have your own and you put a dish towel around it and you eat it from the pint, he'd use a spoon in it and it would flick Slip. the ice cream yep. on the carpet or on the couch or something. And so I'm like, this is the way you do it. You use a fork. You are a pro. I am an ice cream. I mean, it is our jam. <laughs> it's and I not over there. Garcia. Oh. oh, he had never had that. Not really. What okay, because that is ambrosia. It's <laughs> it's beyond so good. And at a little store between, you know, up north, it's sold for half price from here. And we've decided because no one must buy it. I mean, it's so much cheaper. up That's north. crazy. It's so funny. So is gas. Um, Do you but, know how many uh, Bridgman's oh. Gray Duck black licorice Sundays were sold at the state fair? A million. It was like, I want to say almost 3,000. Oh. That black licorice. Oh, that's my. It's black licorice crisp, and they used to have peppermint crisp. The bomb. Yeah, I feel like I brought that back into the zeitgeist, because Stephanie and I talked about it nonstop for about a year. And then they were listening, and someone else stole your idea? No, but they were like, oh, because I would get texts, like, where can I find this ice cream? Because Bridgman's black licorice, it isn't everywhere. It isn't, but there's a new Bridgman store in Woodbury. Yes, and they always have it there. Uh-huh. So that, the and the two gals that bought that store are really great ladies. Nice. But it's yeah, so even Ellie, who, my daughter, who, because she's my daughter, we can't agree on things. She sent me a text and <laughs> she said, I just wanted you to know that even Kate and I thought that the best thing we ate at the fair for new foods was the black licorice gray duck sundae. Oh, so I Isn't was like, high it? praise, kid, high praise. Okay, so here you are. You're an author now. Published. I am, officially, September and, 6th. And I died when I was going through your cookbook and saw that page about our fire. You, I wrote a whole story about I you. I know. <laughs> I died when and I And I spelled that. your name wrong. You did. I know. Your maiden name. I did. Mm-hmm. It's hysterical. Lori was like, I can't believe you spell her name wrong. I was mm-hmm. like, yep, sorry. Yeah, that makes it more fun. You just um, have to own it. But so then exactly. you're an author and your husband's a four-time over author with the Barons, with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys go and open up like New York Times bestselling um, books every week? Or how are you finding out? I mean, is there any competition whose books are selling more? Oh, is there ever? I mean, <laughs> come on. We are very competitive people. And he would say that he's not. But like one day... Amazon has this thing where if you scroll down, you can see where the rankings of the books are. Yes. And I got as high as eight. Wow. For Midwest cookbooks. It's and I'm so in the good. category with uh, Mollier, who's from the Food Network. Uh, the um, Joanna, Joanna Gaines is in my category. Oh, stop. The oh. Pioneer Woman is in my yes. category. Like, these are no slouchy people. Right. Yes. And it only happened one day. And then I went down to 22. And then I popped up to 10. And it goes back and forth. So I said to Kurt one day, like, oh. I went down to 22 today. He goes, I saw. Like, he looks every day. <laughs> I know. And, yeah, it's weird. And and the, you can sell your books lots of places besides Amazon. Yes, but, I hope so, at a local bookstore. Yeah, a lot please. of local bookstores. A book lot stores. of local bookstores. Majors and Quinn has it. A general store. Kowalski's is carrying it. Bachman's is carrying it. Lunds and Byerly's just reached out. Aren't you so excited? It's a lot of places. Aren't you excited? I am excited. And here's the other weird part. By the time that it actually gets published, you're done. You've been done with it yeah, for I a understand. year. I understand. So you're like, I was with Kurt at a book thing yesterday for his, and someone was talking about a story in the book, and 
I, I saw his face. He could not remember what she was talking about. <laughs> and I can get it because it's so long ago. It's so long ago. Oh, yeah. I remember I was with you guys doing the weekly dish. Like, it felt like almost two summers, or last summer at least, when you were doing the taste test with all of your your friends up at your cabin with yep. some of these recipes. That was a long time ago. Yes. You had that. I mean, and then, like, some of them... I haven't cooked since because I was just sick of it. I understand. Oh, I understand. So now, you know, people are like, oh, when was the last time you had, you know, Kurt's ribs? I was like, oh, well, we did have those this summer. I got to be honest. I looked at that recipe and want to do it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I was looking at it. And we've made ribs a million ways. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, just someone said, like, I feel like your recipes are things I could actually do. And that really was part of why I wanted to do it. Because I am not a trained chef. Mm -mm. I am not a restaurant critic. I am just a person who eats, who loves food, who gets a real kick out of talking about it. That's right. (laughs) Okay, we got to take a quick break. But when we come back, um, our story we can't get enough of. We'll see if this is English or what language this is. This person's talking. Um, This is Lori and Julia on my talk. Always streaming and download the app where we can take you. Take us with us. You all the time. Welcome back, everybody. That music, you are not listening to a different radio station. That is Ozzy Osbourne. Crazy Train. Crazy Train. And he was on, I was very shocked this morning to see Ozzy and Sharon on Good Morning America talking with Robin. About how they just can't wait to hightail it out of America. They can't wait. (laughs) They cannot wait. But I thought... Okay, so you got to listen. So he had, in 2003, and we were on the air... He had an ATV accident Mm -hmm. and he has since had neck problems, had back problems. And he calls it a, um, a quad accident. That's what they call it. A quad biking accident in the Mm -hmm. UK. That's what they call ATV. And so, and, um, then he fell again in 2019, but he's had all these back problems. He was diagnosed with P2 of form of Parkinson's in 2019, but he's just been unhealthy and laid up in LA. So here he is talking a little bit about what's going on with his health. And then we're going to talk about the next step. Okay. So the first one, this first one, should we go health wise first then? Do whatever you okay, got. This Grant. first one is just kind of like his life and getting back into the routine yes. of things. And the next one will be about his health. And, and you might want to turn it up. Yep. Because let's just see if you can follow the language. Uh, he is a mumbler uh-huh. and a half. This is what Ozzy Osbourne does best. Surprisingly kind of good looking stone. That's recent. When I get on a stage, something takes over. My spirit becomes alive. And at 73, Ozzy taking that stage last month for the first time in more than two years, closing the Commonwealth Games in his hometown of Birmingham, England. There was 30,000 people there. And as soon as Ozzy came up, they were all crying. Because they just couldn't believe that he was there. (laughs) Shut up. One of those moments that you just don't forget. It was just, my life's been incredible. From the... My life's been incredible. I mean, and he can put his head up now. He couldn't hold his head up before. But listening to his... Listening to him talk is very interesting. Yeah, Here here we go. Incredible. From the Prince of Darkness with Black Sabbath and solo rock stardom to a reality TV OG with the Osbournes. That life precious as ever. In January 2020, Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne revealing his health struggles to Robin Roberts. I did my last show, New Year's Eve, at the Forum. Then I had a bad fall. I had to have surgery on my neck, which screwed all my nerves in. And I found out that I have... a mild form. I just want to worry. It's um, Parkin 2. 
Parkin 2 is a gene which is known to cause early onset Parkinson's. Today, Ozzy's Parkinson's is still slowly progressing. That fall, however, and the surgery in the aftermath has been a major issue. But Ozzy's staying strong. How's your mobility these days? Not great, but I, I'm going to have to uh, negotiate everywhere I'm going to go, you know. And I tire easily. But I'm well. My family have been absolutely wonderful while I've been laid up. How's that been for you, Sharon? He's a pain in the butt. And everything from heartbreaking to soul-destroying to joys of he's getting better. And it goes on, but it was really... They're cute together. Except, do you remember he when she was going to divorce him recently? I know. Like, it when was, was that? It was COVID. recent. It was before COVID. With he the masseuse or something. The hairdresser. Yeah. Okay, I know. I remember every bloody detail. I was trying to take the upper rope for a half a second on it. But the thing about it was people can come to back together and find yes. their way back together. And, and they're moving. You know, she lost her job famously on the talk <laughs> yeah. and was really didn't understand what her role was in it. Mm-hmm. And um, she's got a job with BBC One or something. They're going to move back to the U.K., they're sick of all the guns in America. They've come out and said that, but they're going to have a new series. Yeah. Um, the Osborne, and it's going to be a new reality show, and it's going to focus on Ozzy and Sharon as they move back to the new to the UK and start a new chapter. Yeah. Um, countryside with the help of their kids. Yeah. So it's going to follow them. Um, her seventieth birthdays. Kelly, their daughter's having a baby soon. Ozzy's tour and the move. You know, it's kind of interesting. <sighs> I know. I just does it feel a little. First. I just exploitative like exploitive of him, um, because he's not well. Well, he looked the best I'd ever he seen did, him in this video. He looked, he looked the best, the best okay. I'd ever seen him, and I think he, you know, Sharon. I mean, you yeah. guys all watched that back oh, in the day. Did. You and Lori, I never watched no, it. But I watched you it. It's Lori. one of the few reality shows I actually did watch. Right, <laughs> and I really, I mean, Sharon Osbourne is a marketing genius she is the original you concert know, promoter Carter, yeah i mean she's a chris jenner chris jenner yeah without and, yeah you know. and her kids uh what's the boy's name um jack jack yep. he's got a couple kids now and he and has he's had ms some or something yep. yep and they're in kelly you know i've had my famous moment with kelly at the sag awards where she wanted me to get out of her space but they were he was in ours which was such a big to do at one time, we were kind of a big deal. You still are. Not really, but we were sort of that year because we had placement. <laughs> we had the best placement, and that was so much fun. Um, I liked Kelly, and I liked when she did the fashion police stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, she shot herself in the foot with her mouth, too. Well, it happens. It happens to a lot of us. I mean, yeah, thank God we've sure. got the delay and the dump button <laughs> and a lot of good editing, you know, it's all true. the time, Grant has to do after us. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go to edit it, uh, make funny. it sound good. But I just thought it was kind of fun to see him because yeah. he did have this, the plates were pushing on his skin. They were all coming yeah, out of Yeah, that's what they get into talk a little bit here is like, it was literally pushing on his nerves and he couldn't, like you said, he couldn't talk to someone without looking at the ground and now he can fully lift his head up which yeah. allows him to actually go out on stage like they said for the first time in two years yeah. last month he was out on stage and he looked good sounded good 73 years he old he really did oh those discs in your neck oh, sliding around the, doesn't that sound horrible it does well and so we're gonna hear more from them you know and see more I was just will he, you watch he, it well we can't right now it's, it's, well, not, it's only BBC England, TV one. and England have picked it up. So I right never now, watched the original. The I just brought it up because it was something different and shiny and new I today. think I have the BBC on my TV. You Do might you? be able to get it through that, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think we subscribe. They're working to negotiate with American production companies right. to try to get it over here as well. Well, see, I just thought they were kind of cute together. I always yeah. thought they were cute together. I like couples who take care of each other. Can I say the together. most sexist thing in the Please. world? Please. I'm so glad that you got married so that someone can help figure out your TV. Because <laughs> I cannot. We cut the cord. I, it was the biggest mistake of life. I can't I have figure five out my TVs. TV. I have apps. I, what do I subscribe to? What TV is it on? What a giant pain. I just want my cable back. I got mine back. I cut and I never. I will never cut my cord again. I no. couldn't handle it. I have my it's cable. It's too I distressing. Have, yeah. I, Nope. And it's so funny because we tried to use Hulu up north, yeah. but I couldn't remember my password. Oh, no. Oh. And then my my server that I've switched to now doesn't have good service where I was, so I could never... There you go. It. it just goes on and on, and it it's like does. you finally just are like, I'm done. I don't I, even need to watch right. this. something very beautiful about turning on the TV and literally hitting a number and yeah. or hitting channel forward and yeah. backward with no delay, no scrolling. Yeah. Just yes. scrolling. I want to watch scrolling. Yes. I just want to have 36 channels and nothing to watch. There, there you go. go. <laughs> and we have them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Leslie Miller is on. We're going to be talking some wine. We're going to be talking new things happening with Leslie. This is uh, Lori and Julia on my talk. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are back by popular demand. Leslie Miller is with us, and she is a sommelier. <laughs> good job. That was good. And her business is nice. called Amuse. Yes. And she just does this to torture people. Instead of just calling it, I like wine, and I'm smart <laughs> about wine, would be so much easier, Could Leslie. Could you have that on your business card? I like wine, and I'm wine. smart about wine. I yes. mean, that would be so much easier for the common folk. <laughs> and last we spoke to you was at the fair on the hottest Hottest, hottest day. Scorching. In the the hottest moment, like at 4.30. I mean, we were just melting. But we had wine. We, You did have wine. And we had slushies. And you know what? We made it. We're right here. All the way through the fair. All three of us. We totally made it. So (laughs) I was telling someone about you, um, and they had watched the um, documentary called Psalm. Yeah, Psalm. It's about the Master Psalm certificate. And it's real. You know, people ask me all the time, is that documentary real? Is that what you guys go through? To be a sommelier. Sommelier. Right. Um, And it does require, I always said that if all else fails, I will be a really amazing cocktail date. 
Oh, I because <laughs> well, I, 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 I mean, that's, that's I, the least of your problems so, is being entertaining. So that program takes how long to go through? Well, when I did it, um, now I did it almost twenty years ago, okay. and that was a full two-year certificate through the International Sommelier Guild. And weren't you like? I mean, for a long time there wasn't even any women, barely. Right. I mean, that was when it was definitely dominated by men. Right. And, you know, to do the whole, you know, thing as a female was a really big deal because if you think about what a sommelier used to do, they used to just stand table side at a restaurant. Right. And they had the little spitting cup. They had the little test of on. <laughs> yeah. That's right. What's it called? It's called a test of on. Oh, for crying Yeah. Out. Another word we're sh- going to not be able to say. You the tin cup. The tin cup, yeah. The spitting cup. The spitting cup, yeah. But now look, there's so many different careers that you can take. Being a sommelier, I mean, people are working in really beautiful little wine shops, restaurants, wineries, educators. And who would have thought like we would have as robust of a Minnesota wine scene as we do? That's oh, kind of yeah. crazy, just with the grapes. I'm That's so, what she was saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also just so proud of this community and how far I think that we've come in really embracing wine. And obviously that has a lot to do with our restaurant scene, the quality of our food, the quality of the hospitality in the Twin Cities is really, you know, when I first moved here 20 years ago, when they used to say flyover zone, right? Yeah. Why did you come here? I, you know, here's the truth. I, I grew up in Wisconsin, moved to the West Coast for years. And then I just loved Minneapolis when I was a kid because I used to sneak across the border and break into First Ave. Oh, well, I didn't awesome. break in. Yeah. I just snuck in. Eighth grade, Prince Dirty Mind show. I was with you. That was, I mean. <laughs> Unbelievable. First Social Avenue distortion? Was, yeah. I was right there. Unbelievable. So, I loved Minneapolis. And I just thought, what a wonderful community to foster a business. Even though I never lived here as an adult back then. But I just, you know, I mean, Minneapolis is my home. And I live mm-hmm. right downtown. And what an amazing community to grow my businesses. I love it. Yeah. Businesses. Yeah. Okay, There's a lot. So, okay, yeah. so that documentary, though, some is supposed to be unbelievable. It is. And so there's a couple of very famous lines in the documentary. And I swear to you okay. that everybody asks me about them every single uh, time I do an event. They? Oh, do you smell fresh cut garden hose? <laughs> or, oh, did you just crack a fresh can of tennis balls? Oh, I know so, that smell. Yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, let, I, they're mm-hmm. they're flaws. Yes, we talk about them in the world of wine, so it's not like they came out of nowhere, nowhere right? You know, sometimes when I smell some of the similar, you know, smells that they're talking about, I say uh, like fresh Mattel Barbie doll head. Yeah, so, I know what that smells like. Right. Or, I mean, we all know kind yeah, of what do. that smells like. Do you do you feel like your palate? And your nose is more refined than the normal person? You know, people ask me that question a lot, Steph. And I think I think what happens is you're starting to also train your brain. So there's a process that we go through, right? It's the sight, and then you smell it, and you taste it. And that's how we quickly get to the place of where it's grown, the vintage, all the, you know, all the flavors and smells. I think that over time, I never walked into the sommelier program thinking, oh, wow, I have such a great palate. I just loved wine and I love okay. the story of it. And then I think because you're constantly training it, it's like taking your palate and your sensory to the gym every day. Yeah. All right. So that's you're interesting. It. You're working okay. it out. Yeah. And that's so, a great analogy. Yeah. And so you're like really f- refining it. Right. And it gets better and better and you're able to pull out different things. 
And then you're also imprinting on what you're smelling so that you know you can start to really hone in on pairing and really the science of wine and how it's broken down, how that's going to go with food. Okay, so when you were um, at the fair just last week, it seems like so long ago, but yeah, just yesterday, (laughs) um, you were talking about... um, you know, as we age, some people have different sensitivities with wine yes. and things and get more headaches and the Italians or whatever they're called, um, how it, it affects people differently. Right. And like I kind of had to quit drinking wine because it just made me go goo goo. Right. You know, so is there goo like you were goo-goo. dancing on tables um, or, or your head hurt? Head hurt. Okay. Hurt. It okay. can make you stuffy. I think sometimes more yes. of the red wine as I age, yes. which is just a sad, sad state of affairs. I will never forget this. And this is when I first moved to town. No, granted, 20 years ago. Um, we won't talk about how many how many years that is in my world. But I remember Less than me. teaching a class. <laughs> and I remember, no kidding, Belinda Jensen had come to one of my classes uh-huh. with all of her girlfriends. She's darling. And she said, you know, I just, we can't, we can't drink these certain style of wines anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, well, they're a little bit older. So, right. like, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, people maybe just can't drink as much anymore. And I kept thinking, you know, I'll just hydrate. And then as I, you know, mm-hmm. got older, those same things were happening. And what we're finding now is that they're doing so many more studies on women specifically. And people for years and years and years were really blaming all these issues on tannins or sulfites, sure, which sure. is fake news. Okay. So we're really focused in on histamines. And histamines are another compound that live in a thick red grape skin. And so one grape that I don't drink that often anymore, unless I'm going to have a Sudafit or you know something beforehand, is Napa Cabernet. Because my eyes start watering, and then, <coughs> excuse me, I'm see, I'm already thinking about it, and uh, and literally I start to get that like runny, headachey kind of feeling. So I back down off of thicker red grape skins like Cabernet Shiraz, Zinfandel in a hot climate, and then I also really started to hone in about 15, probably like 17 years ago, on just health and wine, wine and wellness. Mm-hmm. And I was teaching lots of classes. I've taught at the U um, of M for years. And people are like, what is this wine and wellness that you're talking about? I'd be curious. Do you right? do a pull up and then a drink up? You know, <laughs> one, one for my arm, one for my mouth. Exactly. One for my arm, one for my mouth. Well, you know, during COVID, Cameron Diaz came out with, oh my gosh, did you oh. guys realize that there's sugar in wine? You're oh. like, yeah, girl, yeah. I um, wanted to ask you stuff about that, but we don't have time. So keep going. So anyways, I mean, there's really just... Very specific questions. If you're going to a restaurant, if you're going to a retail store, what questions to ask? One, stick with family-owned wineries. Um, The other thing is stick with uh, production values of 10,000 cases and under for the winery. If you stick with smaller wineries, they're literally just farming. They're literally farming. They are generally paying. They're great stewards of land. They're not doing anything on the outside of the property, they're doing things in the form that is the healthiest, you know, whether it's sustainable, organic, biodynamic. And then when they're bringing the wine into the winery, they're not adding additional things right. because they're literally just wanting to produce what Mother Nature gave them that year. Okay. Yeah. So if you were to say if someone loves a Chardonnay, mm-hmm. what's a good Chardonnay without ex- extra sugar, without anything, blah, blah, blah? Well, I mean, there's really beautiful wines all over California, um, all the way into France. Um, even if you just look up into Oregon, right. I mean, Chardonnay is really 
I mean, a beautiful grape. Just even think about like Domaine Drouin right in the middle of the Willamette Valley. A stunning Chardonnay. I mean, one of my favorite New World Chardonnays in Oregon, in the Willamette. Um, you know, and again, it's just grapes growing and then they let them do their thing yeah, and, and there's nothing stuff. added. I love it. I love it. All right, you know? we're going to take a quick break. We're with Leslie Miller. Um, she is smart about wine and she likes to drink good wine. And when we come back, <laughs> she's opening a store. We're going to come back and hear about the store. We'll be right back. Welcome back, gang. We're delighted. Steph Hansen's filling in for Lori today. And we have Leslie Miller with us, and you're going to tell us, you have a website, sipbetter.com, where all the questions I've been asking you during the break, I can go and I can find out yes. what's a good wine with low alcohol Yes, that's got a good price point, Right, that's easy to get in the Twin Cities. Low ABV wines. Yeah. Low ABV. I mean, you know, my first company, Amuse, is 18 years old. I write, teach, and talk all over the globe all the years, you know, that I'm standing in front of people writing, teaching. People are like, well, how do I get these wines? They're so delicious. I feel better when I drink the wines as you're recommending. Um, and so, you know, I go back to that. Hey, are we focusing on small growers, small production, nothing added to the wines? Ask the questions. Ask the questions to the retailer, to the sommelier in the restaurant. And I started Sip Better basically because people said, you know, seven years ago, you should start a wine club. And I said, that's crazy. And then I started a wine club. Uh So I built the platform with my developer seven years ago. So the business is already five years old. Um, And it started out literally as a wine club where I was recommending wines for your palate. Right. You know how you join a wine club and it's like the mixtape club? And they Mm -hmm. give you all the bad wines in the basement that that no one could sell. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't want that. I want you to explore your palate. So if you do like Chardonnay, how do I introduce you to another grape that's like that, but you're also concerned about all these things that we've been talking about? Don't you feel like, too, you go to restaurants, like the cool restaurants, right? Right. Like the Petite Lyons. We'll just use that as an example. And they're going to serve you like wines from Mexico or Chile or Spain that are these family-grown wines that you love them, and then you try to find them at your local stores, and you can't right? because they're their restaurateurs that are smart are finding vintages and finding families and people they want to work with directly. That's kind of what Leslie does on a retail Mm -hmm. scale, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you just like threw me a softball girl. Well, (laughs) and you you have a new place for us to go do this. Right. So this is really, truly the only place where you can go and get better for you, better for all wines, not just better for you, your body, your brain, but better for the environment, better for the families and communities that grow them, uh, sit better. So we are, we've taken our wine club and basically turning it into a brick and mortar. The last week of September, y'all, will be open. Um, so we're so excited. We're in the North Loop of Minneapolis, right behind the free house. Lovely. Everybody, I feel like, knows where that mm-hmm. is. Uh, we're located at 707 North 3rd Street. And the other part that we've been missing in this conversation is affordable. affordable because everybody thinks that you have to spend so much money when we say the word good for you or healthy, Mm -hmm. right? When you start to think about those price points. So I really wanted to focus in what is that 15, 16, $12 bottle we were just talking about where nothing is added to the wine. You're supporting a small grower from another part of the world. There's not, there's low alcohol and you're going to enjoy it and you can share it with people and friends and you might be introduced to 
a new region, a new grape, something that you didn't know existed in the world. So here I'm going to go to um, 707 North 3rd Street, the last week in September to yes. sit better. Is it a store? Am yes. I going to sit down in there? I'm going to go in there and buy things. It's a retail store. It's a retail store. It's an adorable, I'm, I mean, I'm here to say. <laughs> I, have pink got neons. Good taste. I have pink neons everywhere. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. It looks like nothing that you've seen in the state. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and really the idea is education and helping people just kind of move beyond their usual suspects and try on something else. Of course, we're very focused on Sit Better the Wine Club. We'd love for people to join because it's really, you know, a great way. In fact, today is the last day to become a founding member. So if you go to sitbetter.com and you join today, um, we're actually giving founding members, which is scoops everybody in up until today. Um, founding members get lots of extra perks. Uh, so lots of really fun virtual events, in-person events, all kinds of fun things. So founding okay. members. I founding love the, members. What was the website today. one more time? It's called sipbetter.com. Okay. I'll put that on our show links too oh, for listeners so. to go to, so Thank they can you. sign up if they want. Thank Grant, you. Grant was so glad that we kept you for another segment because this is so interesting. I'm loving listening to this. <laughs> Mike, do you get sick of us, Grant? No, no, I'm serious, you guys. Like, this is a lot of it's, stuff that I don't take the time to go research and to exactly. have someone who's a professional like this yeah, can true. give me these, you know, cheat codes or whatever, you know, a little, little yeah. passageway. Well, and great. if you go to Sip Better Wines and, like, let's say you like rosé, you know, she'll have 20 rosés there that you've probably never heard of. Yeah. Right. Because they're all smaller vintages and it's exciting when your package comes. Yeah. I've never had a wine from you that hasn't been fantastic. You know, I was just talking That's to March so about great. that, too. So I mean, March was saying that we were at the fair, and she was just like, I'm just loving everything you're sending me. And I said, well, I love that. You know, every once in a while, drop me a note. No, we ask you to rate the wines one through five stars, and that helps me pick wines for your next box. Right. But you don't have to. You know, every once in a while, if you just see me, you know, on the street or at the fair, and you say, hey, I love this wine, that gives me enough info. It's a good gift idea, too. Yeah, it give, really is. Oh, that's a great wines. idea. Yep. Yeah. That's a great idea. Okay, right. so is there ever been like, okay, so I'm trying to think of in the wine world, like the food world, is there like Mr. Wine out there, you know, like, or <laughs> Mrs. Wine, Mrs. Wine, <laughs> but like, all right, so I'm saying, would you like host a cruise? Would you, you know, do something like that? I have done that Would you go in on the a past. sailing trip to Croatia with your friend uh-huh. Stephanie and her <laughs> husband, Kurt? There, there you go. <laughs> I have hosted um, with Ama Waterways. Actually, I've hosted a couple. And it's interesting because, you know, they have their corporate ways still, and they really want you to focus on some of the larger wineries. What I've loved about it is that I was educating people before they got off the boat Mm -hmm. about the region that they were about to go to. Oh, cool. And so people were so jazzed. You know, they got off the boat and they're like, oh, my gosh, I know what grape is here. And so people were really excited about it. You know, I'm not sure... It's really for me. I understand. It's a lot of bar. It's a lot of babysitting. And I would at six o'clock in the morning. I one morning, the first morning I walked out and I said, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee to my husband. And all of a sudden there were 20 people lined up at our door. I'm leading a trip in November to Spain, and this is my nightmare. People are waiting to ask you questions. Oh, gosh. I am. Yeah, and you don't eat, and you don't do anything because, you know, you You can't eat. Nope, you're just with, yeah. So you have to, you know, there's some boundaries. Right, but you also do events. (laughs) Yes. You do events, and we can find out all this at sipbetter.com. Yep. And how to contact you, Leslie. I mean, I'm so... You're so delightful. I mean, oh, how fun. And we're getting into fall wine season. Yes. I mean, nothing better than a 
glass of something and a little cozy fire and some yes. beef bourguignon and a little butter and bread. Oh, oh I know. That sounds so good. Well, yeah, I mean, we've always got those great things that we're doing, you know, on the Jason show where, you know, where we're talking about maybe like a wine-based drink or punch that you could share in the fall season. Uh-huh. You know, these really Julie great... Julia's had a few of those at my house. Uh-huh. I have. <laughs> a little savory sangria for the fall while your kids are trick-or-treating. Ooh, that sounds good. That's savory cool. sangria. I, I oh. think savory drinks are actually I a know. trend. I know. Sage, I love them. rosemary, yeah. thyme. Right. And I love... I used to like mulled wine. Oh, yeah. You know? Sure. Wassel, yeah. wassel. My mom would sing it. <laughs> wassel, wassel. We would name it that, but the warm... Mold yes. wine with the cinnamon and all that right. stuff. I loved that. I know. It is so fun. I actually still do that in my crock pot. Do you? Yeah. And we could get a low ABV, right? Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. And don't forget about box wine. Because box wine is in a different dimension, too, where you can still get these low alcohol wines made by real people. Everybody's using alternative packaging these days. And then you don't know how much you drank by yourself when don't you're drinking right. Don't it do alone. that on your counter. It's you very can't dangerous. See it. You can't no, see what's happening. <laughs> that is so funny. That's so funny. All right, so Leslie, Sip Better is going to be opening up. Again, a founding memberships. Today's the last day yes. if you want to be part of the wine club at a special price with, price with special perks. Mm-hmm. Sip Better. And again, I think that's the thing, the lingo that I just didn't know what it was, the low ABV It means lower alcohol. I guess I never knew what the ABV meant. So when you go into a restaurant Uh or a retail store, say I want something low alcohol and I want to spend $15 to $16, a small grower who produces 10,000 cases and under, go. Go. See what you can do. And they'll say, I'll be right back. But they'll find out. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. If you go to a small shop who's really oriented, we have so many in the Twin Cities, that they would hand tailor a wine, you know, a, a cart of wines to you. We I can't wait it. to come to your new place. Oh my gosh, I can't it. wait. No. It's super great. And that yeah. alleyway there with the brick and everything is the cutest yeah. spot in the world. Yeah, she's going to gonna be real that's cute. So cute. Pink hands and furs and pink. Uh, I love it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, something was supposed to end last night, but they keep making us watch it. We have to wait another whole <laughs> week. We will discuss this. Lori and Julia, my time. <gasps> 